everybody. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. This is Comeuppance Reviews podcast episode number 39. Wow, 39. We got Ty here. hey <laughs> And longtime guest, friend of the show, Matt, director video connoisseur. Hi, Matt. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for having me on. Oh, of course. Yeah, this is, I, I was check, checking, I think, your 15 appearances. Or, oh, wow. I, I think I said 50 last time, but we only have 39 episodes. So, yeah, mathematically, I don't think that works out. But oh, okay. I do believe you are the, you know, most frequent guest of the yes. show. Yeah, yeah. And I think we can say the same thing about uh, you guys for, for my podcast as well. You're the most uh, frequent. We, we, uh, I know you guys were on most recently to uh, talk Dolph. We kind of finally scratched that Dolph itch because you guys had never <laughs> talked about Dolph before on the show. Yeah, I'm Sean Dolph, and we all did the Dolph impression. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Ty, I understand you have a topic of discussion that you wanted to bring up in the vein yeah. of uh, what you talked about with Timothy Buzzfield and yeah. was it Timothy Hutton? I th- no, no, Timothy. Ma- Tim Matheson. Oh, Tim. Oh, see, Tim Matheson and Timothy Hutton are almost the same person, aren't they? Yes, yeah, a lot of Tims out there. Yeah. So it's like no one says Timothy Allen, by the way. So it's like, well, not yet. When you want no. to be serious, and that could be a bit, a for, bit serious. for seriousness. I'll have to save that one, or I could do it right now. But so that if people remember when I was talking about uh, Tim Matheson versus Tim Busfield, I have another of these uh, TV movie actor fights: Dale Midkiff versus Randall Patinkoff. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good one. I mean, you might have to be a bit in the weeds as far as knowing all these character actors. Um, I mean, we saw Dale Midkiff recently when he was in Falcon Down with uh, William Shatner. Yeah, Shatner and uh, who else? Oh, uh, Bill Billy Zapka. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that one, Falcon Down, Matt? I don't think so. Uh, oh. I do like that you called him Billy Zapka because that's like <laughs> a, kind of like a bid for seriousness. Thing. Like, yeah, it is. Zapka. Yeah, like or, or maybe like a bid for what would we call that? Like a bid for um, affability, perhaps, or <laughs> like <laughs> relaxation, or I don't know how that. Works. A bid for relaxation. Yeah, if you go in the opposite direction, like you want to be more fun-loving, you want to be like a Billy Baldwin or a Johnny Depp. I don't know. Yeah, so you know, he's not John Depp or you know Bill Baldwin, but it's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you might say, not yet. Um, <laughs> no one says Billy Shatner either. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to be affable. He wants to be serious. <laughs> he was talking to that Sulu guy in the movie too. It's a hit. Not really, but it's just like, uh, well, <laughs> it's it's a pretty ridiculous movie that I don't know that people need to run out and go yeah. see. But it is um, kind of a curio because it has Shatner, Zabka, uh, Midkiff. And um, a couple oh, other Judd people. Nelson. Oh, yeah, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson did it too. And they're all in a scene together. Yeah, they're all in like a hotel room. Like, Dale Midkiff, Judd Nelson, and William Shatner are all in the same scene? <laughs> Finally. Even though, yeah, the uh, the excitement level doesn't quite match what Ty's voice might have just conveyed. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I have never seen this. It's a Philip J. Roth movie. Um and the funny thing is, like, nobody's reviewed it either. Like, like um, I looked at the critic reviews, and it's like none, none of the usual suspects have covered well, it. Well, we will. We will <laughs> soon. It's, it's, it's a huge backlog of reviews. Oh, okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Once, yeah. We, once we finally post it, that, our review will be there, but it just hasn't gotten there yet. And then just... Randall Patinkoff, if mm. you remember from Detonator, <laughs> with uh, Elizabeth Berkeley and uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Did you see that one? Steals footage? From sudden death. 
Yes, I think I did see that one. I, yeah, because this one I haven't. This is one. The other one I was I was been meaning to see. I think it was one of those like it got stuck in the saved portion of my Netflix oh. queue. Oh yeah, yeah. understandable. Yeah. <laughs> but but this one, yeah, I I I this one sounds more familiar. I, I mean, I, I think whenever you get something that has. Uh, a, uh, I mean, now it's not such a big deal because Mark Paul Gossler is doing a ton of stuff. But I think at that time in the in the in the nineties and early two thousands, anytime you got a Saved by the Bell alum in a film, that that made it that much better. <laughs> it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, you know, Mario Lopez, he was in um, Ty. What was that movie? We watched running out oh, at a time. Oh, yeah, out of time. Yeah. And also a movie called East Siders or something, right? Oh no, um, yes. the East Siders? No, it's uh. That's Snoop Dogg. Um, I forget. But it's something like that. East Side or something. So, yeah, obviously, uh, Gosselar has uh, had the best career, but, you know, uh, <laughs> Lizzie, or, <laughs> Lizzie Berkeley is um, yeah, Lizzie doing her best. <laughs> I actually remember seeing, I went to, um, when I was in, in L.A. in like 2002, or 2001, actually, because it was right before uh, 9-11 happened. It was, it was mm-hmm. like, it was the last time I flew. My friend my friend and I went to visit his his mom in San Diego in August of, 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 20, of 2001. Um, but we decided to make a trip up to L.A. and there was somebody, you know, handing out tickets to the Craig Kilborn show. Um, oh. so we're like, okay, we'll go sit in the audience for that. And Elizabeth Berkeley was on there. She was, um, she was promoting a Woody Allen film, Curse of the Jade Scorpion, that she was in. Um, and then, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. But she was like, she was kind of like the, the main person on that episode. It was her, and then um, uh, I think his name's Hector Elizondo. Um, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. that's a good lineup for yeah. Yeah. that day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wednesday. I think it'd be a good Wednesday show. Right, exactly. I think that's what it was. The, the funny thing for us was we, we went back to his mom's house because you know it, it taped and then it was airing at night, and we were kind of interested to see it because there was like a very small crowd of people that they have mm-hmm. in there, um, and so we were kind of interested to see it. And when we, we got there, we realized they actually they pumped in a laugh track. Uh, oh, <laughs> we were like, what really? is this? Like, this is a real show we remembered sitting in for. You know, there's like a you know the jokes and the, he makes a joke and there's a laugh track. Like we you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, because you probably said, "Hey, that doesn't sound like me laughing." Right, exactly. I was like, I don't remember us laughing that loudly about that. Yeah, <laughs> sounding like that when we laughed about something. Um, they so. they uh, take the laugh track from Two and a Half Men or whatever CBS show and then pump it into Kilborn. I think so. Probably. Yeah. Maybe Baby yeah, Bob. Probably. Or yes yeah. Here. <laughs> well, no, the Baby Bob were real laughs. <laughs> oh, no. they were real laughs. Okay. <laughs> Baby Bob no. is a real studio audience. Real laughs. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw uh, uh, David Letterman, the live taping, which probably was around the same time, um, was uh, the, the main star was Jason Biggs, and he was promoting American Pie, um, um, which I've never seen and never refused seen to see because I think it looks kind of really too stupid. But um, uh, what was I going to say? So, yeah, oh, and out on the street in New York City, there were like all these people handing out like free slices of apple pie to like. Oh. You know, gin up interest in American oh. Pie. Oh right. Um, and uh, and the other <laughs> guest was Jay Thomas. You know, from Cheers and all those other comedy shows of the eighties. Um, Sounds like and, a good Tuesday show. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what day of the week it was. The musical <laughs> guest was John Mayall, so that was good. But um, yeah, you got a good uh, memory there. Well, I mean, I this is battle... the only TV taping I've been to, so obviously I'm going to remember it. The battle between uh, Midkiff and Batinkoff will rage on, I guess. 
But yes, <laughs> as it always will. Because <laughs> I, I think. The, the I, thing, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say the thing. That, I think for me, the reason why Midkiff might win versus Patinkoff <laughs> is is time tracks. I think that's the. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's the. If, if everything's even. Yeah. He, Midkiff can play the time tracks card and he'll win the hand. I That's think. a good point. If you have time tracks in your in your back pocket, I would take it. You know, <laughs> you know, because Shatner has Tech War. That's what I usually use for him. Yeah. So. Well, that's true, but he's not a part of this. I mean, that's no, just, not. you know, it's just Falcon yeah. Down. It's Falcon Down the, versus the only connection. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I can't, I really, really can't tell them apart. <laughs> well, luckily you won't be called on to do that. Uh, oh, okay, you want to put him in a lineup <laughs> by anybody. Like you'll be like some guy will like push you into a dark alley and hold a gun to you and say, "What's the difference between Dale Midkiff and Randall Matinko?" I don't see that happening. Oh, okay, because that might happen. You never know. So oh. I'll just I'll keep it. <laughs> I think his headshot on IMDb is black and white, like Midkiff's, something like that. So yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's straight out of the time tracks. I mean, what's been a time track promo? <laughs> oh, the time tracks promo. Okay. It looks like it. Yeah. It looks like it. Um, Welcome to the time but, tracks podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, let's not forget we also have some other segments, the classic ones right. that people uh, love, and oh, for so, should should have yes. been an action star. Yes. Do you want me to do a song or? Uh, sure. Should have been an action star. Yeah. Okay. So now we just sing the song. We've never bothered to actually make a jingle. We just sing it every time. Um, yep. Our guy this time is Robin Leach. <laughs> you... Okay, moving on moving uh, to on. the next segment. Um, <laughs> I, just, uh, I think uh, we uh, made Matt I mean, speechless at this one. No, right? Well, I, thought, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to pop in first. I was gonna, so I was. Oh, I mean, no, I go ahead. I mean, I think it's, it's fantastic. I think, just, you know, one of the things I think that's, that, that you could think about, too, from a budgetary standpoint is that he's doing this whole, like, lifestyles of the rich and famous thing, and he's, like, going to all of these places. They are perfect sets, right? Yes, for, yes. For, for, you know, you need mansions. Like, he, you know, you can never have too many mansions when you're shooting films. And so it's, like, almost like he can be his own location scout for the hey, Yeah, yeah, he... he... Yeah, exactly. He could use his connections to have a mansion that maybe could belong to like a drug lord or something. Yeah, and um, that movie for sure. Yeah. And he wears like a double breasted suit with gold buttons and maybe a turtleneck and he has a gun and, you know, um, you know, he's he's tired of living in the shadow of all these uh, rich and famous people. So then um, maybe one of them, you know, is like a, is like a drug lord of some sort. Yeah, maybe gets framed for murder. Yeah. And so he goes to the other side of the tracks, you know, like he, uh, you know, he has to live in like a shanty town with a bunch of bums and uh, stuff. And he learns that there is another side to life. I guess that could be a serious drama. Another side to life. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they could call it. But 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 he has to get angry at some point. He yeah. has to shoot people. Yeah, he'll be shooting some drug lords, Matt. Um, <laughs> well, I like the idea, too, of maybe like. The, the, it's like a series of spy thrillers, and the TV show is a cover for him to be okay. able to travel the world and do these like spy missions. Oh um, yeah! But but I also like the idea of him being framed and like having to like live amongst these bums. It's almost like a, like a Blood Fist style scenario where it's like the whole you know like in Blood Fist I mean like from like part four on where it was oh, always okay. like the, the world against um, Don the Dragon Wilson. You know like you could have that scenario where it's like everybody's against uh, against you know Robin Leach while he's like living as a bum and he's got to maybe you know like 
he has a punch fight, or I don't want I don't want to see him shirtless, but it's just like <laughs> <laughs> maybe he can wear a T-shirt that has oh, like okay. the the person the, like a picture of a guy with like ripped abs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you gotta love those. You get those at like the state fair or uh, something. Yeah, like oh, yeah. it's kind of like those funny like fake uh, kind of bow tie or those fake. Uh, <laughs> Like a tuxedo. Yeah. Like a fake tuxedo. Thank you. Yeah, he has a fake tuxedo because now he can't afford a tuxedo from his. Job. Yeah, exactly. At the beginning of the movie, he has a real one, and at a certain point, he, yeah, one of his. He probably he has to make friends with a kindly bum on Skid Row, and maybe at one point the bum gives him that shirt from like you know Salvation Army, and that's. Uh, I love it. I love yeah. his shirt. <laughs> and then then he gets revenge. Then he has his machine gun. And he just blasts everyone from the mansions like a like the sweeper or something. Because everyone blows up from a mansion in that movie, right? So it's like, yeah. uh, and he also, you know, should have at least one catchphrase like oh, "Welcome God. to the death styles of the rich and famous." <laughs> yeah, yeah, lifestyles of the rich and dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, I think that's always good. I think when you've got like machine deaths and mansions, what's good about that <laughs> is that mansions have a lot of stories, and so. You can really do some really nice, good, like, so, like, high, you know, like, falls, yeah. window depths. Yeah, yeah. Good, good high falls. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. And maybe even to pools, right? You've got pools. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do see him, like, in the final battle, maybe he's jumping out of a window of a machine gun shooting at people. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why yelling. not? Yeah. Oh, like, ah! yeah. And it's like, because the bad guy's about to get away, and then. He, he shoots out the window and the car blows up. I know Delgado, the drug dealer. And I, you know, well, <laughs> of course, his name is Delgado. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it would Delgado. be like in um, uh, in Fair Game when uh, what's it? Uh, Will, well, Billy, it's Billy Baldwin, yeah, right? Bill Baldwin's back. Right. He's uh, kind of flying sideways yes. somehow while shooting near a pool, and I think he has two guns. Ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. You got to rewatch. Have you rewatched that recently, Matt? I haven't cool. seen that one. I mean, now that we think, uh, you think about it, it may be like almost, you know, twenty-five years or something, or twenty. <laughs> I mean, no, because they came out in like the late nineties, right? Yeah, ninety-five was like the that's the year for this movie. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since the late 90s. So. Oh, I think it's worth a rewatch. Yeah, I think TNT, I think, showed it in the late 90s sometime, and I just figured I'd watch it again because it was, you know, you know how sometimes, like, especially like those Saturday afternoon TNT blocks where they would do yeah. that <laughs> kind of action film. I think that was when I last saw it. It was one of those, like, just relaxing on a Saturday, not really doing anything. And just like, oh, that's on. Let's watch that. Well, that is the perfect movie for that. But um, there's also I mean, there's a couple of interesting things besides the fact that, you know, it says Cindy Crawford and she has a pizza account in the uh, in the movie, um, which is what's going to be the future anymore. I mean, I can't get a pizza account at Old World or that's where we go in Connecticut. Um, uh, Domino's, you can get one. I have a Domino's. I don't don't use it. They just spam me with emails all the time. Years, but. Yeah, or not, not that that long, but it's been a while since I've ordered Domino's. But you know, you do it online, and so it's like once you order once online, then they just keep sending you emails about all these deals, and you're like, okay, that was the same deal you just emailed me about last week, and I I didn't want it then, you know, you know. Well, you got to watch out because that's how they track Cindy Crawford in Fair Game. That's how um, I can be tracked. Yeah. Yes. You um, <laughs> should because you know you, instead of tracking the delivery man, they'll be tracking you. Right. <laughs> right. Like, 
<laughs> so they um, open up a pizza box. It's a bunch of guns. You got to watch. Now you're on the run, Matt. You're a fair game. This is a good point. I, I've been just letting that, that account sit for however long. I need to get rid of that account when we yeah. wrap up the podcast. <laughs> and also, uh, fair game is from supposedly the same source material as Cobra. It's the same the, movie. It's really the same movie as Cobra because it was called Fair Game. But what was his name? Like Paula Gosling. Paula Gosling, right? Yeah. Is that, is that Ryan's mom? But I, like, I don't know. <laughs> that would be amazing if it was, but um, I don't know. But she wrote the original book, and then Stallone made Cobra based on that book, and then later on they made Fair Game. It's the same movie as Cobra. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's what he said. I will um, say, if you you have a choice between a pizza account or cutting a piece of pizza in half with a pair of scissors, I'll go with the latter. I think the yes, I, of course, yes, I would also go with the latter. But it is interesting how both feature pizza scenes. Hmm, maybe it was written by Paula Gosling. These pizza scenes. Well, but the thing is, didn't she write that book in the eighties? There's no way she could have envisioned an internet pizza account back then, could she? Maybe up, maybe they updated it for the nineties. But uh, there's still pizza in both movies. That's a good point. Yeah, interesting. Very, very fascinating. So it's like, <laughs> but I guess we probably um, go to the cliche of the day. We have one more yes. segment. Yes, um, which is when the, the hero says, "This is my last job." You know, which you see a lot in these movies. Like, you know, they have one more job to do. And then they're going to either retire or, you know, right off into the sunset. And um, you, at first they might be reluctant. Usually they don't take missions on the first ask. You know, they'll go to him and then he'll say, no, no, I'm not doing it. But then something convinces him or he convinces himself. But, you know, it's extra dangerous because it's his last job. So it, you don't want anything bad to happen on his last job. Yeah. And I think, too, right, that it's like – um Sometimes there's a, there's sort of this added piece to it that it's like, okay, well, if, if you're pulling me out of retirement, it's my last job, I get to do it my way, right? I, I, make, <laughs> I make the rules kind of thing. Yeah, that's usually a condition, like when the big FBI chief comes to them and says, well, I get to do it my way. Well, and they have no choice but to agree. Yeah, and I hire my own team. Right. And maybe Luke Goss. As we well, usually say. <laughs> and that's the person we've been mentioning a lot lately. Is, well, but I'm talking about. But the, yeah, so it goes it goes yeah. back farther than oh, Goss, yeah, goes, obviously. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe, well, not Clint Eastwood, but I mean, he should do that. Well, blood work, it's like it's my last job. I'm I'm old. You know, uh, Clint Eastwood's been doing a last job for like the past fifty years. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe oh, Seagal, maybe Seagal or uh, Bruce Willis or Dolph. You know, I don't I don't want to think Dolph is old though. Yeah, well, that's a good point, right? That you know, when when we, we don't want to think about him doing his last or, job. No, no, Chuck work. Norris. I mean, he's getting up there, unfortunately, but you know, he should make another movie. So. But that being said, just because the hero says it's his last job, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're old. A lot of times, they just want to get out of the life. You know, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, but they never say, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're never excited. They, they have to add that extra little bit of conflict. And, oh, I don't want to do it, man. I don't want to do it. It's my last job. All right, all right. Well, because usually in their past, some tragedy happened, like maybe their partner died, and so they're emotionally uh, scarred by that, and they don't want to go back into the field. Yeah. Well, I remember that. It's a, oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, I was going to say, oh, they, they killed a kid on the job. That's something that's Right. Well, yes. You, Accidental you shooting of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned all those cliches in one movie, which was whatever it takes with Don the Dragon Wilson <laughs> and Andrew Dice Clay and Fred the Hammer Williamson. So, it's like, so 
th- that happens in the movie. Like he does an accidental shooting and he doesn't want to do any work anymore. It's, it's, yeah, and he's young, and uh, yeah. but it takes the power of the dice man to convince yeah. him to uh, <laughs> go back on the job, and his uh, inexplicable hatred of farmers, which we find out about. Yeah, and he, um, he hates farmers. Like, hey, yeah. oh, hey, farmers over here! It's, just like, it's like they're wearing their stupid overalls. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, why are you making fun of farmers? Like, without them, we would have no food, and um, like, we we'll have all the targets to go after. I mean, farmers. Were you about to do a dice impression there, Matt? I was going to make a deal with him, like, yeah. Hey, what are you doing with that pitchfork there? Hey! Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that basically happens in the movie. I mean, you have to wait till the end of the movie, but it is there. It's like he had some, it's almost like he had like a piece that he was going to use in his stand up routine, but he thought it wasn't good enough or funny enough. So he threw it in at the end of whatever it takes. It seemed like it was definitely 80 yard, maybe, because it was a really long Because they're walking away down like a hallway. Yeah. And then you think normally that's when one of them might say this, you know, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. But instead, uh, Diceman says, I hate the farmers with the overalls. And, you know, uh, very weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably the best part. I was going to say, I think that one, I think you, you might have posted the VHS of that. I did, yes. It takes yeah. more than muscle, whatever it is. <laughs> I have one of those DVDs where it's like the DVD is essentially just the VHS. Yeah. Right, where they just they, they use the exact same cover. They use the right. exact same, you know, it's like it looks like identical to it. And it's probably the same like transfer and everything, too. It's oh, like, I'm sure. Yeah. Know, let's just make the VHS a, a, a DVD version because, yeah, that was the one I got. It, I think I got it at Bull Moose Records in, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, oh, yeah. Bull Moose. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. a great find there. Yeah. yeah. I think that was like in, in like when I first started the site, like in 07, 08, something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. Let's, let's grab that. Because <laughs> that's not that easy to find anymore. Yeah, you know, really it's... hard to find. Well, my friend Jill gave it to me. He's a hi, Jill. And you're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, How's it going? Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, whatever it takes, it's, it's definitely a, a fun movie if people haven't seen it, if you can find it. Because, you know, there's just there's the great scene where there's just like a regular dialogue scene but in the background there's all these men flexing for no apparent reason like they had these muscle bound guys that's like okay well how can we use them just a little bit more so they like and they did it more than once i believe more than the once movie. they cut back to it again it's like <laughs> it's just and there's all these ridiculous things in the movie that it's just and you land like ty said it has a lot of these great cliches um that just make it a lot of fun and um yeah but I guess so, those are the segments. I mean, now we can get on to the main subject, which is which is Jerry Trimble. Yep, good old Jerry um, Trimble. Now, I think, like with a lot of people, we're trying to shine a light on, you know, as Matt might put it, the other guys. Um, you know, not the Seagulls and the Van Dams, which have been talked about to death. Yeah. What about other action stars that had their moment in the sun, particularly in the '90s, like yeah. Jerry Trimble, Trimble or Ronald yeah. L. Marchini or Leo yeah. Fong, which will be coming soon. So. Right. Yes, and. Um, Quick background, very quick on uh, Trimble, which is um, uh, Trimble is a two-time world kickboxing champion who fought under the nickname Golden Boy, um, which if you watch his movies, you might know that because he's sometimes credited as Jerry Golden Boy Trimble. Um, Interestingly, uh, let's see, Trimble has been in over 60 feature films and TV shows, half of which he played lead. Um, And he was in Heat alongside Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Um, Charlie's Angels, where he was nominated for the Taurus Award in the category of Best Fight. Um, what, is that? what is that? Canada? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really familiar I'm with the Taurus Award. I see that, but I never really looked at it. You know. The Taurus. Um, um, 
But uh, going back, there was uh, it says he's in you know the. 1989 film The Master with Jet Li. Uh, Mission Impossible 3, he had a one-on-one fight scene with Tom Cruise. Oh, he does? Um, I already watched that now. Uh, 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 Jerry stated that Tom exhibited excellent fighting skills for a non-professional fighter. Um, uh, he was on TV shows Dark Blue, Ty, which I know you're a fan of. I don't remember him in that, but yeah, I've seen the show. So. And um, 11th Hour. Uh, let's see. Now, here's an interesting uh, bit of trivia that I didn't know. That Trimble is married to actress Amy Dolans. Oh, I um, didn't know that. A daughter of Monkey is Mickey Dolans. <laughs> What's that, Matt? No, so I think I saw that at IMDb. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, um, pretty interesting. It says, uh, as of April 2015, the couple resided in Vancouver, which makes sense because they probably film a lot of movies there. Um, um, it says he was an Solved mysteries. Yeah, which, I saw that on the IMDb page. I don't. I have to find the episode and rewatch. I think he just plays maybe a character, like one of these uh, mysteries. It's like I don't know. Um, I have to look into that one because I saw it. I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, so, plus somebody named Alan Golder. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, Alan Golder. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Eleven. So it's actually from 1999. So I don't remember even watching Unsolved Mysteries. That might have been back when when Robert Stack had, had re- resigned and they had um Virginia Madsen doing uh. jobs or or Dennis Farina maybe. <laughs> well, those are the really later ones. Those are. Um, but um, also so Madsen. So it was a, it was a late Madsen. Yeah, it was a Madsen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was, yeah oh, no wonder I can't. They they like yeah. hide those online. I can't find these Madsen ones. <laughs> Um, it's also his occupation is listed as actor, stuntman, youth motivational speaker, and former world kickboxing champion. Um, Do you want him at your uh, motivational speaking? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, of course I would. I would. I um, think with all the the stuff that's happening now with the whole thing with Doctor Phil and this, you know, this ranch and all of this stuff that like these talk shows could use Jerry Trimble. Maybe he's a little bit more positive, and uh, it's not like the boot camp kind of thing. He could just come in. <laughs> You yeah, Doctor Phil's like, go to boot camp, and then he just <laughs> right, exactly, it's not like Jenny Jones or whatever, right? Just, you know. <laughs> they always go to um, boot camp because you never know what happens to them after that. They go, maybe they go in the army and become super soldiers. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd like that? <laughs> well, they tried to recruit you as a super soldier. Yeah, I was trying. To, yeah, I was recruited as a super soldier when I was like eight years old, and the, it's like that's well, like an army male. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll explain that. One day in the in the mail, something from the U.S. Army was addressed to you, even yeah. though you, I think you were about eight. Yeah, eight so years old or so. Yeah. Clearly, what they were trying to do is indoctrinate you and get you into their program so they could yeah. build you up as a super soldier. Lots of happens in the movie Soldier with uh, Kurt Russell. So they had children as super soldiers. Right. So I was supposed to be in it, I guess. Um, it's like. <laughs> I decided not to. I, I watched Save by the Bell. <laughs> oh, you decided. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize you had that much power yeah, back then. I actually then, had but... a lot of power back then as an eight-year-old. And I said no. <laughs> you, you, you thought about it for a little bit. I thought bit. about you it. Kind of took a night to think about it to yeah. sit on it. And you decided, you know what? This isn't for me. He yeah. said, well, let's see. I can either become a super soldier or I could go back to first grade. Um... Yeah. Well, I slept on it with my you know, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers blanket. And pillow, and like you know what, I think I'm going to pass. Well, plus you know that was around the time when you were a ninja for uh, Halloween, and you probably thought, well, that's enough for me. Yeah, being a ninja once is good. I mean, I was there was if there was a ninja four, the domination two or something. (laughs) Well, that would be a complex uh, arrangement. 
But anyway, so uh, we both picked some Trimble movies. Yeah. Um, I believe we each have a top four because yes. he hasn't starred. He's been in a lot of stuff, but he hasn't starred in that many things. Yeah. Um, but thanks to Roger Corman, who gave him a chance, um, he at least was in some things that from the video store era that we might know from perusing our local video store. Yeah, he definitely is the way you've seen these. <laughs> well mentioned last. <laughs> um, so how about we do it this way? Matt, what is your number four Trimble yes. Uh, suggestion so my number four was breathing fire uh, uh, wow that one. was my number four no way oh, really oh, nice. <laughs> yeah i mean i think you know i think it's it for for, for tremble i mean he, he plays a bad guy in it um you see more martial arts from his like the, i think it's like he has a, a biological son and an adopted son i think is how it worked um but you see more martial arts from the sons than you see from him, which is a little bit too bad. Um, you get your your sort of your your requisite um, Bolo Young Peck shots in there, <laughs> uh, which, which helps pad out the film. But um, you know, I mean, it wasn't. You know, I think for Tremble, I think you know you'd rather see him be the hero. But I think as a movie, as an all-around movie, this was a fun one, and I think he helped make it fun. I, I agree with that. And now, is yeah, that 100%. the one where Bolo is flexing in the supermarket, or is that something you know, else? Great memory. That. I don't I remember that. Like, I just remember his name was Michael Moore. Uh, Jared <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's his name in the movie. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But there's some scene in there like a, in the grocery store and like Bolo is in the middle of some aisle and he's just like shirtless and flexing. <laughs> we do have Bolo in drag. That's one of the images that I took from the film. Um, it's just like a woman in one scene. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't think he's it's a peck shot in the in, I don't know. He's wearing like a Nike like singlet kind of thing, but it's just the pecs. I can't I don't have much around it to really see where it was from. Right. I, you know, it could be a different Bolo or it just could be a dream I had. You know, I don't even know where it came from, but I just, you always get the uh, best screenshots, Matt, with these with your reviews. I do. You get, I like, try to. It's like, you know, which ones are perfect and that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The hardest thing is um with these screenshots is that a lot of the streaming services, when you hit pause, they put like, yeah. kind of like this, the, 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 yeah, the, the timer the timer all that's right and so so you have to i think like um i think amazon and netflix are the two that it goes away um but the other ones it stays like Tubi. and so a lot of times what you what I end up having to do is like hold down like the print screen like get it, get my fingers poised to do the print screen and mm-hmm. just hope i get it at the right moment because sometimes <laughs> those those scenes happen so quickly and and when you can't pause it you've got to do it all in real time so um, yeah sometimes it's just like it's just not possible sometimes with the way these are done and with these so i my my message to all the streaming services out there make your 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 system such like netflix and and Amazon, where all that stuff goes away when you pause it, so we can get some screenshots. Can't agree more. Hopefully, they're listening. Uh, and because you have all these amazing screenshots, I just laugh. The thing you po- posted about what was that chili from the Peacekeeper? <laughs> yes, yeah, the Peacekeeper. Yes. Did, did uh, we tell you that one, Brett, from last time? It was, um, it was, I don't recall. We did the uh, unsung Dolph, um, the peacekeeper. There's a scene where there's a shot of like, I guess like the, the in their mind the way that the nuclear codes work is that you have a whole list of countries and you just 
you know, click on the country you want, and that's where the nuclear bomb goes. Um, and so it was this, one of the countries was, instead of Chile, uh, C-H-I-L-E, it was Chile. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I remember talking about that now. Yes. <laughs> so, so when I was posting on Twitter and Facebook for our um, for the podcast when you guys were on for, for Unsung Dolph, that was the image that I used. For that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there's in our reviews. If we catch a misspelling, we'll generally put it in the review. But that's good if you have like actually a visual of it. Um, you know, like in um, Da Vinci's War, where they have that banner that says like "Welcome oh. Homeless Vets," and yeah. uh, they spelled homeless wrong. Which I know how that was possible, uh, but. I guess that was possible. Homeless? Uh, <laughs> yeah. what was, it, was it Screen Ritter's Guild or was Screen Ritter? Um, oh, oh, oh Scheme Play. Scheme Play. Scheme Play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Last Flight like to Hell uh, has a Scheme Play writer. Um, <laughs> He's the only one it, in the Scheme yeah. Writer's Guild. Yeah, there's one guy. It's just him. I don't know his name. Um, <laughs> Tom Carp. Oh, Tom Carp. Is, is that his name? Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed you remember that. Well, um, it was very memorable because it was a scheme play. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and there was that Casper um, Van Dien movie where they misspelled precinct um, at outside the police station. Wait, that's that a little more understandable because it's that, you know that's a tricky one, but they did misspell it and it just said precinct and they uh, left out one of the C's, I believe. I think that was the uh, the collectors, right? Rick yeah. Fox. My, <laughs> Am I right about that one, Brad? I, I believe you are. Um, okay, so, you know, just, it has Rick Fox, it has misspellings. Uh, what more do you need? Um, <laughs> it was very stupid. It was Canadian fun. Um, yes, which is always good. <laughs> which is funny that I that they spelled precinct wrong because that is kind of French sounding. So you'd think they would have a better handle maybe on it up there. That's how it's spelled in Canada. Uh, right. Maybe. I mean, that might have been it, too. They were so concerned with making sure that all the uh, the U's were taken out of, like, color and yeah. favor and things like that, that they missed that one. Yeah, I guess it was something like that. Well, if you read reviews online for all these shot in Canada movies that are supposed to be America, there's people from Canada saying, oh, you can see, like, a Canada post office box and all the stuff they noticed that I don't even think we would notice. Right. Um, I guess we we'll uh, to the um, next movie. I mean, number three, now we had our first overlap. Right. So. Hmm, wonder if number three is your overlap, which I picked. Live by the fist. Nice. Okay, so that wasn't my number three, but it is on my list. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, that one is George Takei. Yeah. Oh my. Um, is that the one with Jerry where he plays Jerry Pelt? Nope, that is One Man Army. I knew oh, you were going to okay. ask that question. <laughs> I think uh, I've asked that question several times, even on, on and 30, off the podcast. But... Thirty-nine times you've asked. Yeah, that you're right. Yeah, I'm sure I have. Well, just that name is the a. The name is memorable, but b. Yeah. Some of these movies, especially the Corman ones, kind of bleed together in my mind. So yeah. I mean, do you want to be named Brett Pelt or Matt Pelt or Ty Pelt? You know. It's... <laughs> Are you asking yourself that question? Well, I mean, do you want, yeah. <laughs> you um, want to be named Pelt? I mean, it's like. <laughs> it's very apt for me now because I haven't had my hair cut since uh, <laughs> done the, you know, since we've had the kind of the lockdown stuff. So it's been, it's been over a year now. So I'm at the point where you could call my hair, do like a pelt, you know, <laughs> almost, yeah. almost like a beaver. I, like it's not mulletous yet. I, didn't, I, I haven't touched the top of it to make it mulletous, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be Matt Pelt at this point. It, <laughs> wow. Like Ron Reekin. Yeah. He, he has your favorite uh, he has pelt. the best beaver pelt ever yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that was like yeah if anybody out there what was it raging on or two i think yes where he, 
yeah, he showcases that, and it's just a thing of beauty. So anybody out there <laughs> looking for good mullets in movies, you know, um, I mean, Trimble had a good mullet, I think, in, in, in Live by the Fist and some of these as well. Yeah, and his hair was always pretty memorable. So maybe that's where that name came from. Um, I mean, this is kind of a typical Corman kind of movie, but it's fun because it has, you know, Jerry Trimble. So it's like. It also had a nice electric guitar. Um, like whenever he would get into fights, it'd be like this, like a wow kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> I always try to mention that in reviews, or like if there's a squealing electric guitar on the soundtrack, then that's that's so great. You know, it's it really puts the movie in the '90s. Yeah, you gotta love. It. I gotta get a copy. I mean, I never I mean, we saw it, but I think we saw it somewhere, and then then you got a copy. Do you have a copy, Matt? No, I don't. I, I so I, I called the guitar. I called it. Um, I think Wasp Blind in Texas with a little early 80s crew and mid 80s docking mixed in. That wow. That's a perfect description. I, I think uh, this was a Netflix rental for me, so I, I never had a copy. I think you might have the same. Is this the one where he visits like this? Uh, is it, it's not a nuclear plant, it's some sort of. Oh, um, you're talking no, no, about Stranglehold. Stranglehold. Oh, yeah. see, I'm telling you, I'm getting them all mixed up. That will be that's coming. That'll out be coming, I'm sure. So, all right. So, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So, yeah, I think uh, that's our number three. Uh, yeah. And which uh, one was yours, Matt? So, so my number three was One Man Army. Uh, See, that's my that's my number two. Okay. Yeah. Well, Live by the Fist is actually. Well, I, I can give it away, but that, that was yeah. my number one. So, I, I, yes, yeah, we're kind of all. But um, but yeah, One Man Army was my 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 number three. Um, I just you know I think. It's it's kind of one of those things where it's like those two together, right? Like they're kind of made at the same time, and I live by the fist and one man army, and um, yeah, I just I found that one to be a lot of fun. That's the one that that's the one where he's Jerry Pelt. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's also there's Pelt. A, um, I, I, I this movie also I mean it has nothing to do with Trimble so much, but it also gets back to my old adage that dogs are better than kids uh, because. You know, he the one man army, right? That's the one where he stars with a dog, I think, right? Yeah, the I dog. think it's Yup the dog as Hank. Right, exactly. <laughs> I did not look up. I just remember that. Wow, you didn't look that up. That's no, amazing. I didn't look that up. Yeah, and, and so like, you know, like there's one scene where he's like, hey, why don't we go out for a walk to the dog? And the dog's like all excited. You know, the dog would help him in, in certain instances. And I, I think for movie makers out there, one man army is if you can take anything from one man army, it's keep in mind that. Dogs are, I mean, and maybe cats too, but I think in particular dogs, because um, cats don't always interact in the film the way that a dog can. Um, but dogs are better than kids. So if you're writing a script and you write in a kid, replace it with a golden retriever and, and you're good to go, I think. Yeah, I, I would have to agree because anytime there's a kid, they don't always help the same way no. a dog does. And sometimes they complain, like in that uh, Bosworth movie. You mean uh, and, one man, oh no, one's man, one man's justice. Like, don't shoot uh, MC Hammer, uh, Brian Bosworth. It's like, we don't need that. Let's just let's stick with the dog who is very loyal and helpful. We don't, you know, need this resistance coming yeah. from the children. So yeah. I do agree. The yeah. dog doesn't, like, bark at him to not kill or punch people. I mean, it's like... <laughs> so, <laughs> Doesn't nag him. So. Well, that would be funny if he's about to shoot someone, and then there's like a concerned-looking dog like barking, and then he says, "What's that, Sparky? I shouldn't shoot him." I I don't see that happening. What's that? Yup. What's that? Yup. Yeah. Yup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's you know, I I think you can always. I mean, this is kind of like a you know walking tall you know scenario. Right. Very walking tall because he shuts down the punch fighting that he was already doing. Right. <laughs> right. He gets caught up in the politics of a crooked little town, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, 
you wonder about this kind of this thing where you're just like, you know, like all of the like like there's just idea. I think it's I think it's meant for us like on the coasts to like have this idea of the middle of the country just being these pockets of these like little like like you know like crooked like you know little fiefdoms i guess or yeah whatever. you always hear about that but i don't think it's true right. well you know well walking home based on a true story right i yeah but there's lots of movies like this like frame up with wings um i think that's one where uh, dick Sargent of all people plays the evil guy who's controlling the town um and you know these it's a common theme in i guess what we call good old boy movies like one of my favorites uh black oak conspiracy which is a great movie that people should see and um yeah usually there's some sort of southern or midwestern town that some guy decides to just become the king of the town and then um sends his goons out to people who disobey him and yeah it's 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 a good formula i like it i see that black oak conspiracy that stars jesse vint yeah is on tubi Oh, really? Oh, I thought it said. Oh, you, check it out. If you haven't seen it, um, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, we were surprisingly entertained by that one. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, Tubi. posted it, too. Yeah, if it's on Tubi, I think that, to me, is always going to be a good thing. Um, I, know, I know you're a big fan of the tubes. Yeah, so I, <laughs> if it's on Tubi, I just, I love, I, there's, I wish there were more things on Tubi, which is crazy to say, because, you, you know, you go through and there's like maybe like 1,500 um, action films on there. But I feel like, like I feel like the entire PM catalog should be on Tubi. And I think, you know, uh, certain actors, like, they should, every Don the Dragon film should be on Tubi. I think, I mean, we've talked about these films here, these, these, these Trimble films. I don't think any of these are on Tubi, and they should be. That's unfortunate. <laughs> you think they would be. Yeah. Well, a lot of these are these Corman, New Horizons, New Concord movies. I, they they must not have some deal with with the Tubi people. Yeah, yeah, some of them are. I think Operation Rogue that I just reviewed recently for the site with um, you know, but that's like 2014 Corman, <laughs> right? Um, Mark DeCascos. They T. actually Williams. removed it between when I did the film and wrote oh. the review. Um, you know, so. I had to, I have to make sure I double check Tubi now because it's like you, know, you write the review and be like oh everybody go check this out on Tubi and then you're like no nope, no actually it's not on Tubi <laughs> well that's why I guess you know a lot of times we'll say that about Netflix or whatever you just have to say as of this writing yeah uh, it's on Tubi yeah. did you have to revise your review for that no so luckily I checked I decided to oh, check okay. because I noticed um now that IMDb seems to be pulling Tubi. Um, or telling us what's on Tubi, I noticed it wasn't listed as being on Tubi, and I thought, okay, maybe I ought to double-check, and sure enough, like, yeah, it's only available to rent, which I, I didn't think Operation Rogue was worth the rental. Um, I mean, the yeah, ending was odd. Yeah, right, it was like, yeah, like well, yeah, it, there was a lot of odd going on in that movie, and I think, like, Treat Williams, he's just, you know, just Treat Williams, and yeah, that was, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the thing with Tubi, too, is that there are a lot of movies that aren't necessarily worth four dollars you know or whatever the <laughs> rental price is right. free whereas they're worth sitting through the, the the minute amount of commercials that tubi has yeah the commercials aren't so bad yeah on tubi um oh sorry go ahead Ty. no I, well, I was just gonna move on <laughs> to the next part but oh, well the thing is my next movie is one man army so, oh, okay so i know when this gets all mixed up like this i only have one movie left now yeah so it's yeah like, i think well, yeah, should we, should we, we just talked about what I was like, should we talk about One Man Army? I just realized we just talked about yeah, one we talked about, talked about it. And so Hank and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> was well, the same person or same animal? 
right, so Matt, what is your next movie? I think. So I have Terminator Woman on. My okay. Oh, nice. good, yeah. good choice. Yeah, yeah that is. Um, I first saw this on um, when uh, when when with TNT used to have W it had Monday Night Nitro with the WCW where you had like Hulk Hogan as Hollywood Hulk Hogan and the <laughs> NWO. Um, we used to I had a couple friends that we used to watch that on Monday nights, and then there would always be some kind of action film. Uh, after it and so terminator woman i remember catching and i remember for the longest time i caught it kind of like i was you know, we were sort of watching it and having fun with it for some reason in my head i thought roddy piper was in roddy rowdy roddy piper was uh was in this and then um couldn't find it on his imdb but i'm like why what, what how did that happen and then i realized like no it was i, I was i think there was a, a piper film that was on that night um as well and i got the two confused and so when I was doing the site again, I went back and discovered that, no, it was never a Piper film. It was a, a Jerry Trimble film. And to some extent, you could say it's more of a, Jer- a Karen Shepard vehicle. Yeah, um, right. I think that's how it was kind of promoted. Yeah. yeah. It's about time. You know, because <laughs> we have a title. We have it under the title Eliminator Woman. Right. Yes. Um, but I can see why you'd be confused about the whole Piper thing, because, you know, you know, you're probably just high on life after watching wrestling on uh, on TNT and then you're thinking oh it must have a wrestler but it's probably Piper uh, I can see how you could get confused he looks Piper-y right so. yeah it's almost like they sell it as a Piper kind of thing. I mean mm-hmm. you know that that action that window that window uh, after Nitro I mean I think there was a period of time where they had a Mortal Kombat TV series with um with Daniel Bernhard that they were showing or a Mortal that. Kombat Legacy or whatever it's called? Or, yeah, uh, I think so. I think it also had Christian – I always called her Painkiller Jane, but I think yeah. her real name's like Christina Loken or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Painkiller Jane. That, that's like, her name, yeah. <laughs> that's how she's tagged on my site. Jane. Oh, really? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a good choice. That was kind of a bit of a left-field choice because um, I don't think we mentioned uh, Terminator or Eliminator Woman. Now, that has – oh, sorry. Michael Kesey. Yes, he directed it even. He he actually directed it. Um, See, that's someone we should talk about maybe sometime in the future is Michael Kesey because, you know, he's played a a pretty big part in the, you know, video store action uh, era. Yeah. I posted Eliminator Woman and then Trimble commented on it. Oh, did he? On Instagram, yeah. And it's like, oh, I, he's like, oh, enjoy the movie. It's like, I, it's like, I saw it. It's good. It's like, he said, great. That's right. That's right. Your VHS. That's right. It was, it was, that's right. I forgot about that. We got a Trimble appearance on this podcast. It's almost like burying the lead that you actually had some sort of contact with Trimble. Yes. So no, he seemed like a nice, I think he's liked uh, another one too. Maybe Stranglehold. I'll double check that. Yeah. So. But yeah, good choice. Uh, entertaining movie. Uh, kind of a overlooked movie yeah, to some I think degree. So. Underrated for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you could make the case that is, it, um, even though when you look on the IMDb, Trimble's listed above Shepard, you could make the case that maybe it's more of a Shepard because like her character gets captured. I think they're they're trying to, um, you know, fight these You're drug dealers. Cave, right? Yeah, um, and I think she's kind of like it's one of those deals where like she gets captured. Excuse me. And then she like she ends up like disrupting everything from within. Right? Like, you, know, you made a mistake there. Um, and and she just starts taking them down. I gotta rewatch it. Cause I got a copy, and I definitely want to rewatch it because it's also you know, I there were two copies on uh, line. It was one is the Terminator Woman, and yeah. there was Eliminator Woman, and said 
We had to change the title to Eliminator Woman to avoid a lawsuit. <laughs> well, yeah. Ahead, I, I was going to say, I, um, I want to make sure we don't confuse this with the movie Lady Terminator oh, from okay. 1989, which is an amazing movie that people should see that was released on DVD by Mondo Macabro. Uh, it's Indonesian. Um, I have a copy. Do you, have, do you see that one, Matt? No, no. I oh, you got to see it. You got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara and Constable. Um, I like that. You, you just check your resources to see if you could find this movie. It is a winner and a half. Is it Lady Terminator? Yeah, it's called Lady Terminator. It's from 1989. Indonesia. Um, starring Barbara and Constable. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, I only have that, one more movie, which is Stranglehold. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we didn't really talk about it yet, which is I, that's the maybe the greatest box art of all time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so busy. <laughs> right. There's, yeah, I, I think this one didn't live up to the box art for me. I, I think the, the one issue I had with this, because I, I did enjoy okay. it, but I, I felt like there wasn't enough Trimble martial arts in it. It was more like him with a gun. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I, I understand that. I just remember it's like he, I think he beat up some people near a boatyard, and he talked. He told that guy to have a diet sandwich, and because <laughs> of that, I, I put it as number one. Like, like having a diet sandwich. It's like <laughs> amazing dialogue that's of its sort you don't get today. It's kind of like, oh. um, which we mentioned recently when we were talking about he's gone AOL. Oh, it's yeah. just, um, <laughs> um, it's just you don't get amazing dialogue like that anymore. No, you just, it's all plain boring dialogue. Not, nothing about diet sandwiches or AOL. And he says it in like kind of a threatening manner, right? Like uh, it was. I wouldn't say the word unlikable, but it was kind of a rough, uh, a rough line reading for him. It's like <laughs> to the guys, like how oh, a diet sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I, I think that makes it worth being number one. Yeah, that's why it's number one. <laughs> yeah, I think this one, it probably would have made, like, this This one is probably, like, my, maybe, like, my fifth, for, you know, I, 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 I kind of see why you, you, you love it. I mean, I'm just reading the um the, the IMDb synopsis that Conquered New Horizons wrote for it. Um, it's like, they, <laughs> they say, the Navy can't stop him. The Air Force can't reach him. The Coast Guard can't get the Coast Guard. Like, it's like, where did you get the Coast Guard from? It's like, are we gonna, I mean, this is made, like, you know, today, they would have added the Space Force, I guess, too. Yeah. Like, you know, only one person could do the job. Especially I get like, Chimba. I get oh, okay. I love Chimba. Yeah, Chimba's a great guy. Okay. Um, all right, but I didn't mean to, you know, you got interrupted there, Matt, a little bit. Oh, no, no, well, no, he's no, talking no, about Space no, Force, no. sorry. You say Space Force, I think Trump, so... Yeah, no, 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 it was perfect. It was perfect okay. timing there. Oh, okay, don't want to cut sure. you off. Yeah, I, I, think, you know, I think you're right about the cover. It's like... <laughs> It, it, the cover makes it seem like it's just like nonstop action, um, and um, but it, you know I I I I like I know I I think for me this is one of those ones that I think I appreciate more now that we're in like the the 2000s and the 2010s where it's like you know like like a stranglehold like if 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 a movie came out in 2014 or or 2021 or whatever that was as good as stranglehold you'd be like this is amazing look at them bringing back the old you know but for like 1994 where there were just so many great ones it's like I, I think for me, I think when I was doing the review at the time, I think I needed to appreciate that what 1994 meant for 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 movies. That this was actually a, a good movie. I think I was I, I graded it on a curve. I think is the, probably okay. the best. Yeah, movie. no, I know exactly what you're saying, and yeah, it was an embarrassment of riches back then, and um, 
it maybe it got lost it. in the shuffle to some degree, but yeah, looking at it now, different perspective. Yeah, I, def- I rewatched it last year. Like, you know what? It actually delivered again. It's like, oh wait, this is pretty fun because it also it's like seventy minutes. So most of these Carmen Trimbles are like seventy or eighty minutes at most. So you yeah. pack a lot in. Right, so they won't take up much of your time. Yeah, I mean, just like I was saying with the dog in One Man Army, you know, run times, like, you know, somebody posted on Twitter recently the other day, they said, um, 79 minutes is a very underappreciated runtime. And I, I, I think that, you know, I think for a lot of us that watch these movies, like, you know, like, like you think about it, a 73 minute movie, I mean, how many strangleholds can you fit inside of a Justice League Snyder cut? You know, it's like five. Right? <laughs> I mean, and I think, and I think the other thing too with these kinds of movies is that one, you've got like the really quick runtime, but two, they don't require a lot of like, you know, oh, did I miss an Easter egg or oh, did I miss, you know, oh, what, you know, it's like when something happens later on the film, it's not like, oh, did I miss that earlier? It's like, no, you know, no, you didn't miss anything (laughs) earlier, you know, you just keep enjoying it, you know, whenever it is. So, yeah, there are these movies that just really. Yeah, it's a shame. This one's another one that's not on Tubi, which is too bad. I really should because, you know, what, Justice League, if you miss Batman turning left and turning right, that's really important. It's like <laughs> slow motion. I'm picturing then what that is. It's all slow motion. That's why it's four hours, right? <laughs> right, right? Well, that's why Hard Target is as long as it is. It's because <laughs> there's a lot of slow motion in there. Right. Um, I think if they took out the slow motion to Hard Target, then we, that would be probably about 70 minutes. And I think it's what is it when it goes to because it seems like every time the movie is 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 uh, goes to the United Kingdom when they they convert it to that format for the UK. Oh yes, it loses yeah. like five minutes, so it's like it's like not a slow motion, I guess. Hard target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the UK, they didn't get the slow motion. No, <laughs> in the PAL market, right? right. Yeah. Well, I think I, it's because most U.S. movies are 24 frames per second. I think PAL is like 25 frames per second or something to that. Uh, effect and so when if there's a conversion that kind of screws things up yeah so i think richard haas was saying that the the justice league movie is actually like three hours 45 minutes in england um, oh that's interesting yeah. but it's four and a half hours here right, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. so yeah so, so i mean stranglehold i mean man stranglehold you're in and out in an hour i guess yeah. in, in england with this movie so <laughs> yeah so yeah that's true showdown little tokyo it's like oh it's almost over it's like, right, exactly. it's like it's like it's, 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 oh, it's almost over. Right, like, like, next thing you know, it's like he's in the he's in the 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 the, the sushi bar, and the next thing yeah. you know, that him and Jason Lee are getting crushed in the in the the car. Brandon Lee, right? Brandon Lee, yeah. Did I say Jason Lee? Yeah. <laughs> I like to see Jason Lee as an action star. He grow a beard. Right. I mean, we, have, we might have something there actually for the future. Yes. <laughs> With the skateboarding, maybe that he used to do. In the 90s. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. This See, now we're, so we've got another idea. Well, maybe we'll save that one for our next No Subject podcast. Yeah, we're going to have you on that for that, for sure. Yeah. Is that all of them? I'm done. So. Yeah, <laughs> my number one was Live by the Fist. I think, yeah. you know, for me, I think electric guitar like that, that kind of, you know, like late 80s hair metal kind of guitar is always going to do it for me in a film, too. I think, again, filmmakers out there, you're looking to make your movies. You know, if you want to enhance your films – just get a session guitarist who can do a really good guitar solo. That's probably going to make the film a little bit more exciting than what, what I mean, I'm trying to think what kind of music. I mean, I mean, the hip hop is kind of a common thing now. Um, you know, you get some kind of like D grade hip hop artist who, who's like trying to make it big. Um, and, well, and I don't, have, I'm not going to make fun of LV because he's not really a hip. 
<laughs> Not again. Episode, yeah. Large variety. <laughs> maybe he could be part of a, a soundtrack. So, like, <laughs> no, yeah. but I know what you're saying. They kind of moved away from these rock-based soundtracks. Um, now it's more like techno or something. You right, know. Techno. That's a big right. Ever, since the Matrix, right? Ever since the Matrix, you have to use techno. And I think. And I guess it's easy, right? Because with the with the techno, it's just set it and forget it, right? Like you don't even yeah. really have to be. So <laughs> Ron Mobile. Right, it's Ron Mobile, exactly. It's like you, know, you get your Casio out, and you just like you know hit a button and it starts it, and then you hit another button to like introduce something else. And yeah, you, like you said, it's Ron Mobile. You got the uh, your 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 chicken in the um the, the, the Ronco rotisserie thing. It's got the same idea with the music. Ron Mobile could be an action star, maybe. Uh, we'll put that on the back burner. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think chickens on back burners, right, Ron? The, the ad scene on TV market is just rife with with possible action stars. I think. Well, you had one. You it had was um, we had Lesko, um, right? I know um, the other one. Well, not Lesko. Uh, what was his name? Domeyer. 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 Domer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why, because he's so good. Yeah. They, yeah. You feel like they all could be doing that. Yeah. I love you, um, Domeyer. <laughs> idea yeah, good um, also I do want to throw in I don't know if you, Matt, if you have any honorable mentions but I do want to throw in The Butcher a movie we yes. reviewed recently well we posted it recently on the website and I, as far as his acting I believe that is one of Trimble's best he's genuinely very good in that yeah, he stole the movie from Eric Roberts which is really hard to do yeah <laughs> and that's so, Jesse B. Johnson yeah. as well it I is like that Wow, Robert Davi, Keith David oh. instead of David Keith. Um. <laughs> yeah, I get it mixed up myself. But uh, Trimble is in there, and he's really good in the movie. So if anyone out there wants to see, um, you know, Trimble exercise his acting chops and not so much his martial arts, definitely check out The Butcher. And it's on IMDb. This is like the only one we've mentioned so far that you can get on um, for free. It's it's free on IMDb TV. It's on. It looks like it's on Tubi as well. Nice. Yeah, oh, so Prime. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. No excuse. No. Yeah, no excuse not to watch it. It's good. Yeah, it's a little. I think it's about almost two hours, but it it goes by pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah it's done well. I mean, it's not exactly you know a throwback to his Corman days or running time, but I mean, it's a different beast. I mean, it's you know, it's. Well, I don't want to give away too much, but I do think that is worth mentioning as far as a Trimble honorable mention. Yeah, that's a good one, Brett. Yeah, because I was going to say the the, uh, the other Jesse B. Johnson that I knew he did was um, the Sentinel, which I wasn't as big a fan of. Um, it only had a little bit of tremble in it. It was more of a Don the Dragon Wilson film, um, but I, I think it kind of it, it missed the mark in a few places. So I'm, I'm kind of mm. curious. I mean, Jesse B. Johnson, I think you know, as, as when we think of directors that are actually giving us what we enjoyed from the '90s, he's one of the few I think that that has been. Well, Pit Fighter. Oh, oh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Pit right. Fighter, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. remember being obsessed with Pit Fighter. <laughs> like, I have to see this Pit Fighter movie. Like, <laughs> like, well, and he's worked a lot with Scott Adkins, who's kind of the savior of the modern day uh, DTV movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I definitely, yeah, that's definitely one that I will definitely, uh, uh, that, especially since I can, it's you know, we, like we talked about, I love Tubi, so it's on Tubi, <laughs> so I'm, I'm all for that. <laughs> Yeah, you'll like it. I mean, yeah, I mean, is is it it's slam bang? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more like a film noir influence yeah. type uh, movie. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that Tubi will give you a free account. Uh, it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, they should after this. 
Yeah, well, no, they're all free anyway, right? No, no, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> we have commercials. Stream unlimited for free with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, my one um, uh, honorable mention was um, King of the Kickboxers. Oh yes, earlier Trimble. Yeah, I think it's I a really great minute, movie, though. but just, you know, obviously could have used more Trimble. I think it's his first role, and he plays, like, a, a drug dealer in a small yeah, part. I, I think Lauren Avedon, like, beats him up. Yeah, um, yeah, I exactly. Because I rewatched it last year. The only way to get the uncut version, is my, it's on YouTube, maybe um, Amazon Prime. Oh, so yeah, no, it doesn't say anything about Prime, so I think you're right. I think YouTube might be. YouTube, I think, is the way. Yeah. So there's, there's more, there's, like, very, like, an extra, like, five seconds of Trimble. And yeah. the uh, uncut version. Wow. Yeah, I think I just Owen Wilson did a bit there, but yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. It's addictive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, it just pops out of nowhere. But but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want this to be on my list just because it doesn't have enough tremble to make it. No, I get it, yeah. Oh, no, totally get it. But I think it, it kind of shows, like, maybe, you know, he's just starting out, and, and this is his first role, and... It, it, I mean, it's it's one of my favorites. I love King of the Kickboxers. It's just oh know, yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's another one of those ones where you're just like the '90s. I mean, this is from 1990, so it's like just the, you know, it's kind of like into that '80s into the '90s period. But that it just kind of keeps showing that that window of like late '80s into the early '90s was just so it was like uh, perfect time. Yeah, it, it just this one's you know, a really good one, really top notch. Yeah. Movie. I don't even know if this one would make my top 10 of the 90s, but it's it's so good that it's like just shows you how good like a top 10 would be for the 90s. I don't, I don't even know where you'd begin making a top 10 DTV. Well, really I think that would be very hard. Right? Yeah, yeah, maybe I, we can do that in the future. That's not, not a bad idea. I don't know. I just – Well, maybe uh, should, down the line. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean <laughs> – Avedon gives a riveting performance in that one because remember when he like throws the papers in the air and gets frustrated? And he goes, and then he goes, ah! <laughs> Is that the one where I got a, I got a screenshot of him crying? I'm trying to. Yes, is that, that the one? I, I, I know there's one where that's a, the screenshot that I have is of, of Avedon crying. Like I had to get that shot. Of yeah, it's it's a brilliant part. I think even I think Lauren even hey, I call him Lauren. And Lauren even said that he didn't want to do it, but he did anyway. But, yeah. Oh. Um, oh, uh, what's his name? Oh, Godfrey Ho didn't really like working with Lauren Avedon, according yeah, to Godfrey Ho. Yeah, we got no, no, it's Godfrey Ho said it. Yeah. So Lauren, don't get it, don't get mad. <laughs> um, I heard but, uh, that he was supposed to get Cyber Tracker, and it was already uh, yeah, King of the Kickbox was when I have the crying scene. Um, yeah, I think um he was supposed to get Cyber Tracker. It was offered to him first, and he turned it down. And, um, <laughs> He said he regretted it. Uh, turning uh, it down. Well, that, that makes sense. I mean, could you imagine turning down Cyber Tracker? I mean, what Silent Force instead, which is almost unwatchable. <laughs> right, right, right. It's funny. We always talk about like what makes somebody end up in DTV, right? Like, what are the things that happen? Like, oh, you know, like, oh, they they were going to do this big budget film and it didn't work out or all this stuff. But you kind of think about like what what happened to cause somebody who was in DTV to not be like that big level of DTV, you know, it's like the Lord Avenant, you know, he's making the wrong choices with pictures, which again, just seems crazy, right? Like, how are you making the wrong choices with DVD pictures? It's like, it <laughs> it's a like great question. Them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I mean, they, they Godfrey Ho said he had a big ego. Maybe he thought he was too good for Cybertracker, mm. which is a terrible attitude to have, but that might explain it. Well, the Donald the Dragon took his role. And thank God he did. Yeah. <laughs> thank right. God. Thank God for Donald the Dragon and Tyler one. Or unless he was, uh, Lauren Afton was meant to play the Rip Taylor role. Oh, wait. You're thinking of uh, 
virtual combat. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I get those mixed up. But I thought I'd throw that out there anyway. Yeah. I like it. would be his best work if he did do that. <laughs> Lauren and yes, Rip Taylor is in a direct video action movie, so let's just keep that in mind. He's a hologram. Like his, I, head, his, head, his head is in the movie. That's not scary at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's the future. I guess it's the past now, right? Like it's a, the, right, the, the future is the past. Right? Oh, I love movies of the future is the past, but I guess in the past, or maybe still in the future yet to come, Rip Taylor holographic heads will assault us all with confetti. Yeah. And maybe he can battle the head of Jill Amurhai, which I think you already mentioned. But uh, <laughs> so. which one is that one? And that one's um. Um, expect no mercy, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Which um, I think I think. Oh no no no! He doesn't say no. Uh, I think um, <laughs> we go prepare to die or expect to die. That's um the one with um David Bradley where like they're inside a video game and he tells them expect to die. Like he's like, <laughs> right? like a part of the series. And I probably made that joke about expect discounts before, so I'm not going to do it again. Um, <laughs> do you have one of those, Matt, in Philadelphia, expect discounts? or? No, well, we don't have it anymore. We don't have it anymore either, but I mean, I mean it's, in, it's in Philly. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there's a expect discounts anymore. I'll have to look and see. I don't think so. Um, yeah. I, they, like I said, they used to be around, and they used to have very weird things, well, like not just food, but other stuff. Now it's like Ocean State Job Lot. Oh, yeah. So, or the Price Chopper. I think they might be connected to the Price Chopper. They, they have like a jingle in Ocean State Job Lot. Like, it starts here. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? I didn't hear the first part. <laughs> well, the thing with the Price Chopper, isn't that, isn't that kind of violent? I mean, yes. Like, why are you chopping me with an axe? Oh, my, oh, my prices. Ah. <laughs> Well, now, do you have like with the Ocean State job lots? I know um, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, where I grew up, it, it, it was the old Circuit City building. Um, so, and I, I think I've seen a couple others that, that they like they bought out Circuit City building. So it's like the frame, you know, it's like that big. What, what was that supposed to be like a plug or it's something? Like that a big plug, red yeah. thing, right? <laughs> so, plug in Citizen, Circuit City. Right, yeah, Citizen <laughs> Circuit City. It says Ocean State job lot. Oh. So it's like, uh, yeah, I guess I, I think somewhere else that I saw, I think it was actually instead of a, a, an Ocean State job lot, it was like some kind of discount bookseller. And I think it was in Nashua, New Hampshire, or something like that that I saw. Um, so, yeah, those circuit cities, that you do, they, they could be all kinds of things now. I, guess. I know. Yeah, our, the, our circuit city, oh, it used to be a great place to find CDs and I think DVDs towards the end. Um, now it's PC Richard and Son. I don't know if you have that there. No, no. Yeah. Um, Dude, do you ever have a tweeter? Yes, yes, yeah. Tweet, yes. <laughs> yeah, Tweeter. That was the only time we ever heard about tweeting back then. Was, yeah, that was uh, the original tweet. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the concert venue in, in Mansfield, Mass., was, I think, called the Tweeter Center. Cause it, was, it was always Great Woods when I was growing up, right? And then, then you have to start, like, change, you know, like, fran- you know, like uh, selling the naming rights to things. Um, I think it's, like, called, like, the Comcast something now, but it wasn't. Yeah, I don't Center. like that. Yeah. Yeah, so Great Woods was the Tweeter Center, and so that was how I got first. I, I remember they would show commercials about Tweeter. It's like you know, I didn't have a car or anything like that, so I didn't know like what the point of Tweeter was. And then uh, I think they, you know, they, then you hear it all the time with the Tweeter Center, and I was like, oh, okay. they sell speed yeah. like that. There was no store called Woofer, though. I, don't think. I guess that could be a dog store. Maybe yeah, dog it could store. be, and they could be next to each other in like a strip mall. Yes. <laughs> well, I think we it could be like a punk dog with like a spike collar and like oh, a mohawk. Awesome. That's like selling the dog stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, sunglasses, right? Yeah. Oh, naturally, of course. Well, we have a pl- we have a dog groomed place called Little Shop of Howlers. So, yeah. so, and also the dog stuff. father. Yeah, the dog father. I think I've heard the dog father. I think I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Now, is there a dog? And this is a serious question. Is there a dog father too? Because I think yes. there's another one or another outlet which they call Dog Father Two. Maybe yeah. even Dog Father Three. That's the be- the best one's Dog Father Three, right? It has Sofia yeah. Coppola. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, a, that's yeah, what most people say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andy Garcia. <laughs> Andy Garcia, the Dog Father Three. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sequel to Bailey's Billions or you know Space Chimp or one of those movies. You know. <laughs> Air Bud. Yeah. Oh, Air Bud. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're talking about Air Bud, so that means probably, this plane has officially run there. aground. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we're out of ideas now. We're talking about the Bud. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, I think one thing with Trimble, just yeah, like kind of when we were talking about like you know DTV stars, it seems like when you look at his IMDb, it seems like maybe around 2000 he starts doing like either like TV movie things or it, it, like does smaller parts with more actors. Maybe maybe it was when he did Heat, he got a taste of it and was like. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, why am I doing all of these like low budget things in um in in, Corman in, in the Philippines, factory. right? With Corman, why don't I do movies where I get to rub shoulders with De Niro and Pacino and these guys? Um, and it seems like he starts to kind of change his, his tune on that, and that's that's maybe where we lose him with the D. Yeah, we yeah. lost him. That's a great point. We did lose. Yeah, that him is a very good point because it's the classic yeah. thing of do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or vice versa. You know, you could either star in a Roger Corman movie or you could have a bit part in an Al Pacino movie. He chose the latter. Yeah. I mean, what would we do? It's an interesting question. You know? I don't know. I think I'd star in the Corman movie. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Jerry. Good guy. Uh, Good guy. Jerry. Jerry uh, yeah. <laughs> Number nine on the call sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this is direct audio from yeah. uh, Pacino talking. Yeah, on the heat set. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah we, we 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 found it from YouTube. It was yeah, Triple <laughs> scene in Heat or whatever it was. Yeah. It does. I I don't remember Triple in Heat. I now have to rewatch Heat. I, I don't have. remember it either. No, I yeah. I just see his name is listed as Schwartz. Like if you go Schwartz. to his IMDb page, there's a picture of him with his arm around De Niro. Hmm. Uh, which, which, if you ever watch, if you ever see, like, um, with, with the DTV films, a lot of times that happens. Like, you know, Dolph Lundgren's in a movie. Like, everybody who's in the movie with him gets their picture with him. Yeah, I've seen like, that. It's like, hey, look, it's Dolph and, you know, the AD, second right. AD. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, <laughs> well, to quote you from about a minute ago, wouldn't you do that? I yeah, mean, I would, yeah, I love to be a second AD on a Dolph movie. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, my picture with Dolph. And so, like, yeah, that's his pic. He has a picture of him with Pacino where he's got his arm around Pacino. And it's like, he he's kind of got this smile on his face, like I can't believe I'm getting I'm on you know getting my picture with with Pacino like that. And Pacino's just kind of like I do these you know I do like you know thirty of these a movie you know so I'm used to this. Wow, Jerry, yeah, Jerry, I remember yeah. Jerry Trimble, the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well on that note, uh, maybe we should wrap it up. And um, so Matt, what are your plugs? Yeah, hit the uh, plugs, yeah, so, bro. I mean, the, the site is uh, dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. Uh, that's where you can find pretty much everything. One thing I've realized is that if you use the mobile site, you don't always see the links to things like Instagram, um, uh, Twitter, and, and Facebook. So you may have to view it in mobile ver- or view it in the web version to get those links. Um, okay. But that that's one way you can you can find me for all of that stuff. I think that's probably the best way. But I am on 
the major ones, Twitter, Facebook, um, all some kind of version of DTVC or uh, DTV connoisseur. Um, and then my, my novel, Chad and Accounting, I can't believe it's already been a, a year it's out, so I probably should start talking about it and either get a new book out or something like that. But you, you can get it in paperback? Yep, paperback and, and Kindle, yep, on, nice. uh, on Amazon. All right. Um, That's great. I mean, it's, we have plugs. I guess we have the website, our, our website, comeupinterviews.net. And I'm on Instagram, Thai Action Rocks. Uh, Twitter's Thai Comeuppance. Anybody, oh, the we- website. What's, what is it, Brad? I always forget. Oh, you mean the, the, uh, the website, email, which email. is crpodcast at yahoo.com. And also uh, Facebook as well. All come up interviews. If you just search yeah. come up interviews, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. And we're on iTunes. We're on, you know. All the podcatchers. Uh, all the podcatchers. We didn't say that last episode. So, you know. Thanks. Any shout-outs, Ty? Oh, I have, I have no shout-outs. Uh, oh, okay. If there was, I'm sorry. But I don't think there was. Uh, <laughs> all right, just checking. <laughs> sometimes you forget the shout-outs. So, you know. I have just... no shout-outs at the moment. But I will say thanks again, Matt, for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. This is always a fun thing. I'm happy you had fun. Yeah. And we'll be on your show soon. I guess we'll talk uh, something. (laughs) Yeah, I think we'll we'll figure out what the the topic will be. I know you guys have talked about maybe doing some Ginty more beef stew at some point. Yeah, because I know you're a big Ginty fan. We could do it on your show if you want. Yeah, either way. Yeah, I don't know if we would, you know, how, but that that was, I mean, what I would, yeah, you know, it's always, I I think, um, Exploding Helicopter did uh, a Ginty Moore film. A Ginty, I think it's called Ginty Moore now instead of Robert Ginty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might as well call him Ginty Moore. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm happy to talk some Ginty, and so yeah. since you were here talking about Trimble, maybe we could return drop the favor by. and on your show do some Ginty. Then maybe you can drop by again uh, for Leo Fong. I think oh, yeah, we definitely want you for our Leo Fong show. Oh, so. that would be perfect. Yeah, I've got yeah. to get caught up on some Leo Fong. I know um, I've got Blood Street I'm working on, and then... Um, oh, nice. Yeah, there was the one that came up before that one that is also on YouTube. His, his movies blow. do a lot of YouTube. Yeah, Low Blow. Yeah, so I've got to Oh, you're going to love that one. Yeah. It's really I think oh, yeah, Low Blow has some great moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah get your uh, screenshot ready, uh, your <laughs> yeah, screenshot ready. machine yeah, ready. Screenshot, you'll know. It's amazing. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's, yeah, YouTube's another bad one. They they don't remove the slider bar, the, the, the indicator bar. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's slider bars. Yeah, you got to look. Get it when I can get it, you know. It's it's yeah. Oh, this has a pepper bar. Oh, I um, mean those what are those those rats? What are those things called again? Sponge monkeys. Sponge monkeys, yeah. For uh, like Quizno subs, we got these subs, you know. <laughs> we got a pepper bar, you know. I think I did in the first episode of this podcast. <laughs> we're, we're nothing if not repetitive and uh, completely predictable. So well, uh, I saw something online where some uh. uh Parents scared their kids with the quiz with those Quiznos ads because uh, the kids could not nice. believe that there were ever advertisements that looked like that on TV. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to say whose idea was it to have these grotesque, bizarre, unappealing, unlikable abominations uh, advertising eating sub food? I just it makes no sense. Besides that, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks uh, we will talk to you and see you. I always say this, but we don't talk to anyone or see them through this no, podcast. This is a radio-free America. <laughs> okay, we are stop. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening and goodbye.
No one says Billy Shatner either. 